Your jersey's ugly. You need a one. Wow. In front of it. You need a one in front of it. Are you okay? Actually, I'm great. Yeah. All my teams won. Well, good. Um. So good. yeah, I'm Gucci. Is that what makes you great? Is all your teams winning? Winning makes me great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you? Well, I mean, that's the thing. We all like a winner, right? Now, your your Detroit Lions. They didn't win, but you know, I I intentionally call them the lie downs. <gasps> they didn't win. No. I'm shocked. I know, right? I'm shocked. Oh. Listen, bro. They they were behind like by 20 points, and then they come back. Which typical Lions? They come back in garbage time. And, I mean, this is the way they've been forever, and then fall short at the end. I don't understand why they're, they're so bad. Down. I don't get why they're so bad. It's culture. We it's, got you guys got a new head coach though. But it's it's the it's the culture of the the team president and the owner. The the ownership has been the exact same since I started rooting for him. And it's it's culture, man. So, you know what you know what also has been the exact same? Tom Brady still a goat. So <laughs> Yeah. So. I mean, I mean it's not he came from Michigan. What what? I mean, the same school that didn't want to start him until. Well, you know, he he was uh, the the kid that was coming in as a freshman, Drew Henson. Hold on, let me drink my Bucks cup real quick. Was really good. And so, you know, at that point, that's that's beautiful. I'm sure the audience loved <sighs> they that. They love that. Uh, at that point, <laughs> at that point, you know, Tom Brady wasn't quite to his current excellence, you know. Uh, he was – you had this this rookie, this freshman coming in who was really really good. Yeah. Interesting. So, but I mean, he did drive him. He did he did beat Alabama. That's um, true. That's a, he beat Pastor Brent. Beat Pastor Brent. That's a win. By the way, Jacksonville State. What? Dude, he's if he sees this, he'll be upset, bro. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> did you hear him call me out Sunday morning? I did. Yeah. I did. Jacksonville State. <laughs> I wanted to yell Jacksonville State so bad. Oh my gosh! This is my moment. I've got the mic. He doesn't right now. But um, I'm telling you, I'm telling you what. First, I'm really excited. Football's back. Yes. I know for some people who may not be into sports, yes. uh, and, and football, into football in particular. But man, like it feels good to have yes. football back. And I listen, just, we all love winning, and we all love rooting for a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Saturday. Uh, so I'm a much bigger Wolverine fan yeah. than I am a Lions fan. Yeah. And Saturday, you know, had a great game against Washington, ran for over 300 yards, had two guys run for over 100 yards. I mean, it's, it's a good day. It's a good Real day. Real good day. Yes. Celebrate. Yes. Celebrate. Because we all like rooting for a winner. Absolutely. And and that's, you know, it's one of the things, you know, we, we like rooting for a winner. We like being on the team of a winner. Mm-hmm. And in life, we like the same thing, too. Uh, I think one of the tensions that I've seen, and I saw this, and you played football. Yeah. And I saw this um, recently with a team that I was watching. Um, I, I saw one of the players get an attitude. And he got an attitude to the point where he ended up getting benched. Hmm. And I don't know what the benching was all about because he got an attitude with the rest, then he got an attitude with his coaches. And ultimately, the team lost. And this was like one of their key players. Yeah. And I thought about how how much in life that impacts us as well as people. That sometimes when we want to be a part of a winning team, but we don't get our way, we can get an attitude 
that will actually cause us to lose. It'll defeat the whole purpose of it. Hmm. And I mean, you played football. Did you ever see that happen? Absolutely. One of the things is, you know, we were talking about earlier, like culture. Yeah. And oftentimes a good coach, a great coach recognizes that and tries to limit that the best way possible. And so the thing with attitude, it affects everything. It affects you for sure. And it, you mentioned it affected people around you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, bro, you see that all the time. And that's one of the things you try to nip in the bud. What, what, I mean, what does that do to a team when you have one player that just totally freaks out, has this attitude on a sideline or right there? What does that do to the mentality of a team who then tries to go in there when this is supposed to be one of your leaders? Yeah. Right there. Yeah. First of all, it's distracting. Yeah. It's distracting. Think about it. Every time a play, some sort of maybe controversial play or call happens, mm. you're thinking, oh, is this person going to react in a way? Wow. Opposed to thinking, okay, what's my assignment? How can right. I get better next play? So on and so forth. And then it's draining. So yeah. all the energy you're spending trying to avoid thinking about the distraction instead of what you need to be doing, it's draining. And so those are some things that can really be detrimental to a team yeah. um, if, if it's not handled. You know what I'm saying? And I think I think sometimes you know in life and and, and when we're talking about this you know you're we're, we're all part of a team yeah you know you're you're part of a team at your job yep. you know we're we're part of a team here you're part of a team in your home and and you all have goals you all have we, we all have ways that we win but I think that there are moments when our attitude in the face of things can can impact everybody else around us hmm. and can cause our team to lose yeah in moments. We can cause our family to lose in moments. We can cause our, our workplace, our job team to lose in moments, to lose sales, to lose, to lose other things. Um, we can cause our family to lose in, in that we cause a, a fight or an argument or a disruption in our family, uh, moments of tension because of, because of our attitude and our perception. I think some of that stuff, in fact, I think a lot of it can be, can be tempered and changed with a change of perspective. From us, um, man. I know perspective sometimes is one of the things that just gets me into trouble. All the time, all the time. I I recently had this idea that if we we can't win the day if we've already lost the battle in our minds. Mm. You think, man, that's so good. Like think about that. You you wake up. You need to repeat that. Right. You cannot win if you've already lost in your mind. Yeah. And we we wake up thinking about whatever. Whatever negative thing we want to think about or however we want right. to perceive something. And with that wrong perspective follows wrong actions. Right. And so that's where you start to do things that wrong attitude, wrong attitude, yeah. all that stuff. And so it's yeah. so important, but it's a practice that's easier said than done. Oh, so much. You know what I'm saying? So much. Like uh, imagine waking up knowing that your car's gonna repo tomorrow. Right. Your mother's on your mother's on um House, house, uh, what's house space? Yeah. And then two, you have no way to feed your kids. Right. Like it's like, okay, I get it. You can be if you're having a bad day, you can change it. But how do you, yeah. how do you do that? And so those are the tensions that we got to try to navigate through. And Pastor Brent and I were having a conversation. Um, we were almost literally having a one-on-one in yeah. his truck, and and I was asking him questions uh, about this type of thing. And one of the things he said struck me. Um, he he said you have to decide how you're going to react to things before you're exposed to those things. Come on. Because if you don't decide how you're going to react and you react in the moment, that reaction is rarely ever good. Um, and, and man, that just kind of struck me because how many times do, am I not prepared to react to something 
And so I react in the moment. And, and then just like that team that I was watching and that player, then all of a sudden there's an attitude that comes out of me that impacts everyone around me. And it causes us to, for a moment or a see a game or mm-hmm. even a season lose. And I mean, th- this team that I was watching, you know, they've, they could, they could have a losing season because of this one player. They could lose their season when they're a talented team. And man, I don't, I don't want to be that. Mm-mm. I don't want to be that guy that, that causes others around me to lose. And so what I hear you saying, and why don't you elaborate on this a little more, is we have to learn how to be proactive, not reactive. Yeah. yeah. Like, so how can you do that? Because what, what's, what is the problem for me is I, I'm driven by emotions. Right. And because of that, I live on a reactive mode. Right. Like, so how, like talk through that a little bit. Man, I, I'm working this out. I'm yeah. figuring it out. And no, so, you're perfect. What are you talking about? You're a pastor. <laughs> you're, you, should, you should have it all together. Whatever, man. Yeah, whatever. Right. Um, and so I, I think, I think part of it is just having a set standard of behaviors and ways that I'm going to react mm-hmm. to things. You know, the, the tension is to, to try to, in your head, try to figure out all the possible negative ways things could go wrong. But I don't think that that's the solution. Right. I don't think the solution is to prepare yourself for the negative. I think the solution is, is to prepare your mind and your body to react in a positive way, no matter what the, no matter what happens around you. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but the tension is to go through all the negative things. That's the tension. You think you're going to prepare yourself by ex- pre-exposing yourself to all the bad things that can happen. Um, at least that's, that's how my mind works. Well, if I go through the list of all the bad things that can happen, then I'll be ready for all of them. It never works out. Mm-hmm. I'm never ready for them. I still react poorly. Right. But I think one of the things that I've been trying to school myself in is is to, to train myself in how I'm going to react no matter what. And if I'll train myself in how I'm going to react, well, then that's how I react. Uh, because I can't control everything that's happening around me, but I can control me. Right. And that's a vital, vital piece of advice. But you said something. I don't even think you realized it. Okay. But like as you're talking, I'm like, oh, God, this is, this is powerful. Because in order to prevent, to be more proactive in, how we perceive the world, right? We have to go back to a certain set of standards, mm. and yeah. like, and so what we're standing on is, is important. So if we know that we want to always, my goal, my standard is to be kind to everybody, right? So then someone is unkind to me, I can instead of being driven by emotions, right. I go back right. to the standards, and so right, it's it's vital. We we're in this vein right now in our staff of yeah. really living out our our culture values, and mm-hmm. so. Whenever something comes up, okay, this is this is the standard. This is how we're going to behave. This is how we're going to behave. Yeah. Um, instead of because it doesn't matter how I'm feeling at the moment, right. it doesn't matter what's going on around me. I know that this is where I'm going to first right. go for, first and foremost. And you know, some of our viewers, some some of those of you who are watching us, you're in a leadership position, whether mm-hmm. it be in your home or at your job, and you can actually set that standard for those around exactly. you. But for all of us, I think um, we're all leaders of us. Mm-hmm. And so we can, at the very least, set that standard for us. Okay, so I'm not going to talk bad about people. Boom. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to gossip. And so it doesn't matter what other people do and say around me. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to do that. 
And so that, that really kind of sets this standard for me and who I am. And, and it changes the atmosphere around us. You know, we, we should be change agents of the atmosphere sure. that we're in and, and changing it for a positive, changing it for the right. And we have a lot of, and I don't think people realize how much ability they have to change the atmosphere around them. Um, and, and going back to this, this team analogy, this metaphor that we're using, watching the team, um, uh, my favorite team, Michigan, last year had a really bad season, two yeah. and four. And one of the things that it was blamed on was just leadership, a lack of leadership. That there were, there were guys in the locker room who had a leadership voice who were, who were not great leaders and, and who, were, who were really kind of complaining about things and they had set a wrong standard. And man, there are a couple of guys who've now aged up and aged into the place where they are leaders. And, and they're really impacting the team in a very positive way uh, by some of the ways that they're reacting and responding and things that they're doing. And I, and I think that, that we don't understand the influence that we can have on the atmosphere around us, on our, on our family, on our work team, that, that you can have influence on that. You can, you can change the atmosphere by how you respond and your determination mm -hmm. to stay with your response. You know, you can change the culture of your job from a place that gossips and backbites to a place that uplifts and encourages by, by your willingness to stand on that and say, I'm not going to gossip. I'm not, I'm not going to be a part of this. Uh, you know, I want to talk nice about this person. Right. I want to talk kind about this person. Um, you know, you can, you can change the atmosphere. You can change uh, where, where you are. Uh, and I think that we as believers, especially, we have to realize that we're we're those change agents. And the truth is, for every leader out there, again, whether, whether whatever position you're in, culture is built by design or default. It is. And so what we what we tolerate becomes a training ground for yes. those who are around. Yes. And so if we're we're one of those people that tolerate gossip. Yep. The people around us think that's OK. And so they're going to become they're going to. Yep unknowingly be trained in that manner yeah and this is perfect like we see that in our homes right raising kids right if you tolerate th this behavior that's really what's training them to for them right. to see okay this is how i need to perceive this kind of action or response and so we have to be people who set standards so i think it's important if we don't have goals if we right. don't have values if we don't have standards set that for yourself first yeah. and foremost and then set it for yeah for your family we have in our context maybe some of our viewers are not Christians right but in our context our standard is the Bible yeah well, it's easy I don't have to take your word for it I'm gonna take his word for it you know what I'm saying well and built out of that we have some core values you mm -hmm. know like uh, this idea that we value people exactly and so how does that get played out well one of the ways that gets played out is we're not going to gossip exactly that's one of the reasons why we're using that today is because mm -hmm. it really it fits with our context oh, and our culture is a great example home. absolutely um, one of the ways that we that we play that out is we're gonna we're gonna have grace for other people mm -hmm. uh, we're gonna give grace because uh, God's grace is for everybody everybody and so um, we're gonna give grace and we're gonna make sure that we see the best in others uh, we don't see the worst and so you know there are ways that that each one of us can take the values that we have and we can create standards of behavior around those and I think that's what really kind of what we're talking about how are you going to act how are you going to behave how what are you going to do because mm -hmm. what you do will set the culture around you mm -hmm. how you react how you behave and, and I'll go back to the story about this football team so I'm not down there on the sidelines mm-hmm 
I can't hear what's going on. I don't know exactly what's going on in the context of the team. All I can tell you is what I'm watching from the team. Exactly. And what I'm seeing in the team while this one guy acts the way he's acting is not good. It's a team culture that is is divisive right now because you've got this one guy who's behaving in a way that's poor and you've got you've got a couple of guys on the team who are trying to to keep the culture up so you have this culture battle that's going on within the team that you can see concentric circles building around these different players and this one guy you know there were three or four players that went and stood around him and and you know the the rest of the team is standing in another place and this guy's standing off by himself and man it's you can set the culture of the team and people will begin to see those around you change because of what you do and because Absolutely. of how you behave. Absolutely. And, and good behavior and good attitude, I think, is just as infectious, just as contagious as bad behavior and bad attitude. Uh, but so often we focus on the bad. Mm-hmm. But I think that if we'll, you know, one of the things that I'm, I'm striving to do in my head, because I've experienced this, you know, this is a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago or something, where I, I kind of had just a rough week personally. Um, just emotionally. And there were a lot of things going on personally for me and stuff. But one of the things that I've determined to do is, is I need to have a, I need to have a good attitude no matter what's going on. I need to look at the positive no matter what's going on. And so that's, for me, that's one of my core, uh, one of my behavioral things that I'm deciding because I want the atmosphere, the environment around me. Um, You know, if I'm on your team, you and I are on a team together. I don't want, when I go through something, my interaction with you to, to hurt your ability to, to be able to do right. what God's called you to do. Absolutely. And, and to be able to prevent us from winning. Uh, I, I, want, I want my interactions and my reactions to things that are happening around us to be something that you can depend on and rely on because you know that I'm going to be stable in mm. that moment. Um, and it doesn't mean I'm not going through stuff and it doesn't mean I'm going to put on a fake or anything. Um, you know, it may mean that, that I sit down with you or somebody else and I have conversation around what's going on and how I'm trying to process and deal with that. And, you know, and I think the other aspect of this is the whole team aspect, because um, I, I think that as a part of a team, we can help each other mm-hmm. when we see somebody else on our team going through something that we can come around them and we can say, hey, man, you don't have to react like this. You you're better than this. You, you got this. Let's walk through this together. What's going on? For sure. Uh, I know there was a, a month and a half ago where you, I sat down in your office to talk with you, and you go, okay, I'm going to do something that you always do to me. How are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, two things I want to point out. Um, number one, I don't sound like that. Uh, and how two, you doing? And two, gosh, the importance voice. of that. So going back to You don't it, realize how deep your voice is. It's not that deep. It is deep. Mm. That was really deep. Right if there. I drop it right you here. Said, it's not that deep. What's up? What's it's up, Rise family? Deep. How you doing, Rises? Welcome to <laughs> one-on-one with PK. This is where we talk about things. I like things. the little lip curl there. I know. That's how you make them cool. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing I want to observe really quickly is if you, because all these things tie together, if you are that cancerous yeah. player, nobody's going to want to come to you. That's it. Nobody's going to want to come to you. Yeah. And then it's going to be hard for you to go to other people. Right. And so it's so important that we make sure that we 
are living by the standards and it's all about yeah change that perspective yeah love it man so good you know we're living in champa bay yes sir it means it's time for us to be champions too yes sir it's time for us to win yes sir but it requires for us to have the right attitude. Come on. You can't win with the wrong attitude. That's right. Yes, That's right. Sir. I mean, yeah, so, yes, something really sir. cool, and just, just last aside, that I heard that Brady was doing last year right before the Super Bowl, um, I heard that he was actually texting mm-hmm. his players. Uh, he would text them plays, uh, little videos, and tell them how they were going to respond when this happened to them. He would text them things like, this is what we're going to do when we when we win. This is what we're going to do when they score. Man. Things like, man, he was setting the standard right there. And those are signs of a of a great leader. Yeah. Those who are standard setters. That's a different topic yeah. right there. Can you set the standard? Don't just don't just be a part of the culture. Can right. you set? Can you raise everybody up to a level that's that good. they need to be or to a level that you're at? But, hey, that's, that's, it, for, that's, that's it for Arise one-on-one with PK. All right. We'll see y'all later. Be a champion, man. My voice ain't that deep. Your voice is really deep. No, it's not. It's deep. Lip curl? (laughs) 